Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Liam and I'm joined here today by my co-host Grant. Hello there. Unfortunately, George can't make it today, but we do have a couple of guests with us. Uh, say hi guys and introduce yourselves. Hello, I'm Izzy. Hi, I'm Ruby. And uh, did you want to give us a little bit of a rundown of your sort of musical background and your history? That would be sensational, please. <laughs> Why? How come you guys are our esteemed guests tonight? Well, we are in a band called Catalano together. We have been friends for 15 years. 15 years. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Well done. And we've just started a new project together and we're finally making music together. So... Yeah, Why we've, not done, we've not really done it love. before. Hey, no, <laughs> a project together. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty special. Over and above Catalana, or Catalana is the special. This is project. this is it. This, this is, is it all coming together. Yeah. Wow, hey, we've pretty dabbled special. before, but not. Um, <laughs> we've not really written together or anything like that before. So it's and new territory Brisbane for based? us as well. Yes. Yep. Okay. Awesome. There we of go. Of course. Sounds great. Of course. Check them out online. There you go. <laughs> so each episode of Flawless, uh, one of the hosts or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless and we talk about why they love it, how they discovered it and why they think it's flawless. Uh, just before we get started, we did want to let you know that we now have a Patreon page. Uh, you can back us from as little as $1 a month and there's content bonuses at 5 and $10 a month. Uh, you can find us at patreon.com slash flawlessamp. And we do have our first backer as of this week. Sensational. So, and Paul. why wouldn't you? Hello, Back Paul, <laughs> and thank you very much. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Go so, Paul. Izzy and Ruby, as you're our guests, would you like to tell us what album you've nominated today? We have nominated You Want It Darker by Leonard Cohen, the final Leonard Cohen album. If you are the dealer, I'm out of the game. If you are the healer, means... I'm broken and lame. If thine is the glory, then mine must be the shame. You want it darker. We kill the flame. Magnified, sanctified, be thy holy name. Vilified, crucified in the human frame. A million candles burning for the help that never came. You want it darker. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and so what what made you pick that album? Yes. Well, I obviously am a little young to have followed Leonard Cohen's entire uh, career closely. Mm -hmm. But this was released he's kind of had like ten year two lots of like ten year gaps between making music. Like I think he started in the seventies, eighties, kinda of had a break in the nineties, then went Oh, a few in the early 2000s and then at, in like the 2012, 2014. And I think this one was the end of 2016. Yeah. Uh, so those were the ones that I was kind of aware of him for. And mm -hmm. I remember when this one came out because I'd recently just discovered like his hits like Chelsea Hotel and uh, I think I listened to New Skin for the Old Ceremony and loved it. Yeah. And then when I heard he had a new album, I was like, amazing. I remember buying it. I think I went to Sanity somewhere and asked 
if they had it and they had no idea who Leonard Cole Leonard was. Cole, right. <laughs> so wow, I kind of huh? drove around <laughs> to different stores. But I think I found it on my second go at like Stafford. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I listened to it in the car and yeah. I loved it. Like first listen, loved it immediately. And then as soon as it finished, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to die. Yeah. And then he died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah was it like it 19 happened? days later? Or 19 something? days yeah. later. So it was released on October 16, 2016. And it was his 14th and final studio album. And then he passed away 19 days later. Mm-hmm. Which is so because I remember you saying that as well. Because just after Izzy bought it, I was in the car with her. And she was like, you're going to die. Like, this is such an amazing album. And I remember listening to it in your car. And you were like, oh, I think I need to buy this for like everyone that we know. <laughs> and I remember you saying, As it's so scary purchase. though. Yeah, like I think he's going to die. And I was like, oh, surely not. But <laughs> I guess that that's um, an interesting point in the album as well because there's mm. so much talk about mm. like rebirth and ends and stuff. It's yeah. Just before Trump got elected president or something. Yeah, yeah he was like later days. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like a week or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's like, nope, I've had enough, I'm out. Tickets, um, yeah. Checking out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this place is missed. So this is the first time we've had two guests on in a single yes. episode. So it's the it first is. time that you guys have had to select an ep- an album together or two guests have had to select an album together. So how was that process? Did you both sort of just instantly know, yes, this was flawless? We for can talk about it. First listen, it was that? or I th- For me, it was. I think this one was kind of my yeah. push. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I think but it's definitely like it the, I really like it. Yeah. Like I can I can back it 100%. Mm-hmm. Um but we did talk about like other options as well. And we did come to this one together. Like it was Izzy's yeah, Izzy's push, but I yeah. wouldn't have said okay if I didn't. I yeah. think yeah. 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 good talking points as well because it's like, you know, a final album. I think it's really nice that it was produced by his son mm-hmm. um and that it was released so close to his death and I just think that was it was like an interesting one. You know, it wasn't just like an album that we liked. There was like yeah. Yeah, stuff to talk, to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. It's like mm. a conversation piece. Yeah. So it was, um, yeah, it's nine tracks. Um, like you said, it was produced by, and a lot of recording was done by his son. Mm-hmm. So it was, um, he'd just come back. So I've got some notes here. Uh, he did a grand tour ending in 2013, went for five years and 387 shows. Around the, wow. around the world and then he basically he's and then he would basically play for three hours a night every night so it was like a big career retrospective and then right after he finished that tour he just disappeared mm. and it turned out that what had happened was he'd had a fall and various other things happened he'd broken his like his back in two places mm. and his legs and all yeah. like he was basically just yeah uh in invalid disabled an invalid in, yeah mm. so he sort of disappeared mm. from the public limelight and then this album like this album was basically announced and it was like oh yeah Leonard Cohen's back but then I think people had the same reaction that you did. It's like, ah, oh, this doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah. And then like, yeah, 19 days later. And then some of the pieces that I read were obviously written after he died. And like, you know, this is his retrospective album. This yeah. is his, you know, he's made peace with himself. Closure. He's made peace with the world. He's yeah. having his last goes at people that he wants to have a go at. And then, and you know, he left. But there was a couple of pieces I read that were after it came out, but before he died. And it's like, this um, feels weird and it feels like something's not quite right here. So you can tell that difference between like the people who knew that he'd passed away after they listened to it versus the people who were like, yeah. something weird yeah. is going on here. Yeah, yeah. the penny dropped. Mm. Well, we were saying in the car that it doesn't necessarily feel like I don't necessarily think it feels like the end. It feels like it's like part of a journey mm-hmm. um, or something. And I actually, I feel like a while ago I saw like Nick Cave 
comment on it um, for like one of the awards that um, the album got. Um, and he was saying as well that it seemed like it's a, um, it's like part of a bigger picture or like yeah. this idea that he's ready for something and that there's like change coming. coming. Mm-hmm. But yep. um, it doesn't necessarily like, and when I listen to it, I don't feel like it feels like it's a complete or it's like you saying that, um, yeah, people saying that like, oh, he finally said these things that he wanted to say, whatever. It seems like I still feel like he was holding back mm-hmm. a little bit like um, I don't necessarily think he was like ready to. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. he's also uh, like a religious man. Mm-hmm. So mm. I think in one of the songs uh, where he says, Hineni, Hineni, yeah. I'm ready, my Lord. Yeah. That's Hebrew, I think, for like I am present or... I think it's just letting God know that you are there and you – it's like you're expecting something, so you're kind of ready to pass on. Or, mm. um, I think that was on the first the first track, so You Want It Darker. Yeah. yeah. was sort of, yeah, he, yes. all, all the different ways he was ready. You've obviously got a lot of experience listening to Leonard Cohen. Like it's obviously something that you've liked him all the way through your life. Not really. Like I no. think I only got into him maybe like – a year before okay. this album came out. That's why it was like so exciting because he was releasing something. Yeah. Like it was the first time I was aware and mm. I was a fan that he had a new album coming and I was like, So oh how did God. you hear of Leonard Cohen then? Um, I don't know. Jeez. I think uh, just he's pretty, you know, pops up even though, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> even though I, you know, wasn't really around for the height of his fame or anything well i think you're also so into like um lyrically driven music as well so someone like leonard cohen's gonna pop up like yeah definitely like i'm sure the first time i ever heard a leonard cohen song i was like who's that because Mm. i love you know storytelling and lyric based songs so and it's you know because he was a writer and a poet before he was a musician Mm -hmm. and he kind of started making music during you know the folk um period and he I guess would always just write music to kind of just accompany his words and Mm -hmm. I really like that I love that and that's how I write my songs as well I just write words and then like figure out the music later so Mm -hmm. I think I just loved his songwriting ever yeah yeah cool and what are the other artists that you would listen to then um they're a little uh, all over the shop. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess so. But pretty much anyone that's sad or wordy, like, <laughs> like I love <laughs> sad Sankal or wordy. Moon. That's an yeah. interesting one. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Sankal I think storytelling Moon. is like such a big part of both of us, but especially Izzy's, um, yeah, like taste in music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that being able to tell a story either from like your own perspective or from somebody else's as sure. well. Um, yeah, yeah. Sankal Moon. Phoebe Bridges. Mm. Cassio Tone for the Painfully Alone. They're like an American emo. Like, what's it called? It, like the original emo when it's like yeah. not, not the, that not gothic. Sort of the heavy not goth, yeah, like pretty yeah. goth. Yeah. Mm. Love that. Okay. So he's very. Um, a lot of all the songs are I. He's they're told from a first person perspective. Yeah. So he's not creating characters or trying to tell stories from other perspectives. Like I don't know if that's true across all his other albums, but definitely on this one it's like these are definitely my stories and I'm singing about other people if it's you, but mostly it's I did this and I'm trying to do that. So it's definitely invested himself into that, the sort of all the creation of it. Yeah, it was interesting what you were saying as well about him saying what he needed to say to people because Mm. uh, which song in one of them he says... 
you don't need a lawyer. I'm not making a claim. You don't need to surrender. I'm not taking aim. And then later on he says, I'm so sorry for the ghost I made you be. So it it feels like he's apologising for... To me, it feels like a marriage or, you know, a long-term relationship. Yeah, so that's from leaving the table. Leaving the table. Yeah, so that's the other one. So he talks about not needing a lawyer and then he also says, I don't need a reason for what I became. I've got these excuses. They're tired and they're lame. So he's done making excuses for people. Like he made his choices. Some of them were good, some of them Mm. were bad, but he had to live with them and he, I guess... Well, did his partner die? Yes. I don't know anything. I didn't. I don't know. I know I that like one Marianne of yeah. did. Yeah. 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 So there was a song in an earlier album about Marianne. Okay. Um, that was, if you read in between the lines of um, on the Wikipedia stuff, or what's general, out generally out there is that was like his one true love. He's, he had yeah. other lovers pre and post. But um, yeah, that she was like the special. She was the yeah, the yeah. special one. Yeah, and she died like the year before or something. I right. think yeah. he yes. spoke at her funeral as well. Am I making that oh up? I'm pretty sure he either spoke at her funeral or he made a statement mm-hmm. um, addressed to her after she had died. And I think he said something along the lines of, "I am so close behind you that if you were to reach mm-hmm. out." You could, you could touch, touch me. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Stop yeah. it. Yeah, um, he's he's good with words. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I also think it's interesting to note, which we were talking about in the car on the way here as well, is that like 2016 was such a year for um, losing yes, artists. And huge. David Bowie Bowie died that year as well and also had like a similar... He did the same thing, yeah. So yeah. he put an album out. And I don't think his was quite as deaf... No, but it's still like I didn't get super into it, but I feel like there's like a lot of like this idea that he's... Um, ready for something else yeah. or like he's moving so I think, or something. I mean, I've got I've got retrospect, obviously, but when I listen yeah. to this album, I'm like, okay, this is a man making peace and getting ready and then I know he died. Whereas Dave Bowie was like, this is a really great album and then he died. I was like, ah, oh, okay, uh, he knew yeah. and this is the one he wanted people to, to have as after he left. Yeah. Not, not quite as obsessed with that imagery as Leonard Cohen was, but yeah. still in a similar yeah. vein. I wonder if because of Leonard Cohen's religious background and like kind of like the biblical language and stuff that he uses Mm. I guess that kind of does make that so much more yeah present for him Mm. because I think he Mm. really loved religion like he loved he was very into his Jewish faith Mm -hmm. but he would also go around and he was a monk yeah he became a Buddhist monk and he would um just explore lots of different religions. And he would always say, like, no, I'm a Jewish man. I'm not, like, trying to search. It's not that I don't feel like I belong in this religion. I definitely do. I just love religion. I mm. want to learn more and more and experience. Yeah. I saw a thing more. that he said that was, like, exploration of other religions helps inform him more about yeah. his own Judaism. Judaism. Mm. So, yeah, he's def- he's joined on this album, and I have to read this out because otherwise I would definitely get it wrong. The Shah Hasho Mayim Synagogue Choir which is an all-male choir from Montreal where he grew up. So he sort of reached back and got his, what I guess he'd consider his childhood choir mm. and got them to come in and do some bits on this album as well. So oh, I didn't know that. I love that. So yeah, nice. yeah. So he was housebound and so his son set up a bunch of stuff to record basically in his room. Yeah. Got him. I was reading online. It's like they got him like a special chair 
slash bed thing so you it could move him up so he could stand up and the son was like so he could just spend like days and days in there i'm like i know you think that's a good thing you're saying that's like a positive but i'm not sure it is yeah. but um but basically so he'd record all his vocal parts and sort of give his son directions where he wanted to go and then the son would go away to the studio with all the session people yeah, I heard that. Like, yeah, a lot of bits. it was like emailed through. Like, yeah, yeah it wasn't all done in the and same. So they'd location. bring the, the son would bring it back to the to him and go, "Hey, here's what we've got. Is this kind of what you wanted?" And then yeah, and they sort of like, have yes that back and forth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's wow. a definitely a different way to record an album. Not something yeah. that a lot of gets done a lot, but mm. yeah, uh, I think that's so nice as well that it's the you know final the goodbye album and it was done at home and with his family. Yeah. I just think that's yeah. like so perfect. Mm. And really special. Yeah. Uh, so uh, chart-wise, it reached number two in the Australian charts and was actually number 42 at the end of year Australian charts, which is really good. Uh, certified gold in Australia, reached number seven in the US, number one in the Canada charts and was worldwide 1.1 million copies sold. Yeah. Just this one. And uh, it's Cohen's second American top ten album and in the United Kingdom it debuted at number four and sold 20,000 copies in its first week, becoming Leonard Cohen's fifth top ten album in the UK. So... I guess when I was listening to it, yeah, the idea that it would be that super popular. Like I always think of him as more of like a band's, like all the bands that you love and that are famous and probably know him and cite him as a reference, but he's never, guess, had that mainstream breakthrough success. Mm. But it sounds like he did. He did, he was chart-topping all the time. It just And, didn't. yeah, it's so crazy that that sort of success and um, like uh, like ability to create something like relatable mm. Um still existed for him like his entire career whereas like yeah like you were saying there's so many like bands that like you know and love but like i couldn't tell you anything that (laughs) the like rolling stones have released in the past like 20 Mm. years like and like they're still doing it and like good on them yeah (laughs) but like leonard cohen it's like amazing Mm. that he was still creating music like right up until yeah i think a lot of people like mainstream wise kind of didn't even realize that he wrote Alleluia like because yeah. yeah. Jeff Buckley made that so famous yeah mm. um so I feel like he yeah he kind of is a in the know figure I think so speaking of in the know Grant the the age-old question that we ask every time did Leonard Cohen make it through to South Africa <laughs> We ask him this every time. It is the, it is the age old and we're 20 <laughs> plus 25 so, yeah, plus yeah. episodes in. <laughs> picture on your notes. And I saw so notes. Thank you. Yeah, well, you've got to have so notes, sorry right? to And this is, they're, they're chuckling at my um, my daughter's uh, impression of, of me. So I'm with hair, I suppose, which is ambitious at best. We should describe that for yeah. everyone. So um, to answer your question. Yes. Lee, uh, Liam, yes, Leonard Cohen did make it uh, to the Republic of South Africa. And in fact, I jotted down for the purposes of this episode the two songs that specifically made it right. in my era. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pre, um, so I'm a little bit older than you two guys. Just, I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But in 1993 ish, 92 ish, there was a film called Natural Born Killers, mm-hmm. which um, Liam would be familiar with. I'm not sure if you guys seen Natural Born Killers. No, but yeah. I've heard of it. Yes. And in and in fact, currently today on the back of some horrific events in New Zealand, it's pretty interesting that um, we'd be talking about Leonard Cohen and that Natural Born Killers would have been the first 
um, exposure I had to uh, his music. And it's the opening track of the soundtrack. And back in the days when you would buy a soundtrack of the movie. Um, and for those of you listeners who are uh, fortunately and graciously too young to, to have heard of this movie, um, it's about, in essence, a Bonnie and Clyde couple that lose their shit and go and shoot up half of America, I suppose, would be yeah. an apt description. Um, and he, the two songs that Leonard Cohen sings on there is The Future and Waiting for the Miracle, which um, the future certainly is, he doesn't paint it as being too um, positive or yeah. constructive or enabling. Um, in fact, it's pretty dire, which lends itself to, I suppose, Lennon's general disposition. And um, Waiting for the Miracle, which, again, I suppose, brings itself to his um, religious um, affinity. So mm. he made it. Yeah. Uh, pre that, um, you know, maybe Hallelujah, but I wouldn't necessarily have been listening to that or that wouldn't have got airplay, but certainly at boarding school in um, the small uh, province of the Eastern Cape in South Africa, Natural Born Killer soundtrack, Two tracks, Leonard right. Cohen. Wow, that's an interesting voice, and I suppose that's yeah. what um, that's what for me, as someone who's not necessarily a fan but has heard his music, going, oh, off the cuff, you just you're intrigued by mm. by mm. how he sounds, and then the message uh, for mine, the message comes after that. Yeah. Um, but wow, what an intriguing voice! And in researching this album, which is not the album that I thought we were going to do, <laughs> I must uh, I have to be honest. I've written here songs of love and hate. Sorry. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> so for all of you listeners there out there and to you guys. It's uh, obviously a stellar album uh, uh, too. Yeah. It is. <laughs> well, it's well, in its own right. Well, look, I mean, I've got 7071 and all of them and I've got multiple ticks here for, <laughs> for the references that those that listen all the time, I have a very um, important tick reference that you are the in or out for a flawless album, Songs of Love and Hate. <laughs> I really enjoyed this one. Um, I haven't heard, but um, oh, well, you simply must. Yes, <laughs> correct. You must. So, and, I, and in fact, I was listening. I, I, I reread the messages and saw the picture of songs of love and hate, and then immediately after the picture of songs of love and hate, I said something along the lines of, "Can I change that? I'd like to do this <laughs> album." And so, I humbly apologise to you guys, but I'm richer for songs of love and hate. So, thank you. And I will go back and listen to the one I was supposed to listen to. So forgive me. <laughs> no, I'm but so I, I, sorry I need to for be the honest. confusion. Yes, as am I. And that was really good uh-huh. that you were just honest because, you know, you had me fooled the whole way through. I thought that you were honest. I'm invested, but yeah, just in the, no. wrong, <laughs> in the wrong stock. Yeah. Um, so if you want to ask me about songs of love and hate, sure, I loved it. I thought it was actually exceptional. So, But anyway, cool. back to your awesome. point. <laughs> it made it to Africa or yep. Leonard made it to Africa. And uh, yes, cool. he, he's a yeah. I enjoyed researching all that he got up to, and I found his um, I found it intriguing his love story and admirable about um, the the reference to if you could reach out and touch me, I'm mm, almost yeah, there. That's super deep yeah. <laughs> on a level <laughs> that I couldn't comprehend. And yes, there we go. Cool. So, did you have any favorite songs on the album that you wanted to talk about, or any ones that you felt a connection to? Well. I do love that it has a reprise at the end. Mm-hmm. I oh, think that that's, that's nice. Yes, Very it's good. beautiful. And yep. it throws back to Treaty, which yeah. is the one that we were quoting the lyrics of before. Mm-hmm. 
I just think that's so beautiful. It's a mm. string reprise. It feels kind of even like a funeral procession. Yep. You know, it's very... You, you immediately realize, okay, this is the end of the album. Mm. This is the last Leonard Cohen song we will ever hear. Ever, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's Ooh. amazing. And you don't even... You think it's going to be instrumental, but then... He gets you right back again. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you start to relax, he's there. It's good. Mm. I love it. Yeah. So it's a reprise of Treaty, which is the second song on the album, which is really, really good. And sort of talking about yeah, wanting to so with a past romantic relationship, just wanting that friction to be gone. Like I, I don't have time for the friction anymore. I'm on my way out. This is like I just want it to be done. So he sort yeah. of says, "I wish there was a treaty we could sign." I do not care who takes this bloody hill. I'm angry and I'm tired all the time. I wish there was a treaty. I wish there was a treaty between your love and mine. So it's just, yeah, he's like, he's just done with that nonsense and the the bickering in the back and forth like he's just ready to be at peace i guess which is so like so many of the songs are all about different relationships that he's got with different types of people but they all have that one sort of theme running through it it's like you know i'm ready for this to be over i don't you know i don't need the fight anymore i'm ready to you know just call it quits in terms of the fighting and the friction and stuff yeah absolutely um i like on the level Mm -hmm. yeah i think Mm -hmm. um but also i feel like you can't pick you want it darker because that's like the title track. The title yes. track, so but immediate. that's a pretty incredible. It's a really yes. great opening. Like it's, yeah. it's yeah, definitely like it captures you. I mean, that's probably my favorite, but because it's the title track, yeah, I'll yeah. Pick on the level. I also <laughs> think because it's such a short album, mm. it's um, well, not such a short, but because it's you know nine tracks and one's a, yeah, yeah yep. pretty small. It's sure. perfect just as a start to finish you know i never skip songs when i listen to this album i just listen yeah. to it through and i think yeah. that's really special because i always so skip <laughs> album now yeah Damn it. yeah and it's nice to be able to listen to an album in i think the traditional yeah. way as well because mm. i think especially um you know now like in this day and age um <laughs> everything's so accessible you can just listen to the one song yeah that you like or like skip through so easily as opposed to like maybe like when you'd purchase like a record or something and you'd have to like line it up and you just inevitably end up listening to the whole record mm. because of the way the machine that plays it yeah. was like <laughs> built to do it and i think it's really special when you do get to listen to an album the whole way through and you want to as mm. well, or it just yeah. like flows and you don't want to skip or... Yeah. So there weren't any singles released off the album. So there wasn't any one song where it's like, oh, I've come up with one idea for one song and I'm going to sort of do that and then build the rest of the album around it. Like it's definitely yeah. just a... He, I think in his delivery you can feel that he treats all these songs exactly the same. Yeah, it's and a bit of a journey, right? Yeah. 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 I think probably like it holds the, the reference him here on um, my music playing apparatus at 82 yeah i think yeah. he gives a shit yeah. yeah like what hasn't he done yeah um chart topping albums and this is from he's been doing this for 40 plus years or yeah. 50 plus it years. it seems like mm. he's had like a very rich life yeah. yeah 
rich in experience. And he's like, you are all going to sit and listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're all going to I'm not giving you it. a single. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. yeah. He's on the front with a fedora and a cigarette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this he doesn't is me. care. He doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to pig. That's yeah. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. So from on the level, he talks about um, like leaving behind like a romantic maybe a romantic but also like almost like a mentor relationship as well like it's sort yeah. of a bit of 50-50 so he says I knew that it was wrong I didn't have a doubt I was dying to get back home and you were starting out so yeah is of, there another so. line in that as well where he says something about um, the person he's talking to making him feel young and then that made him oh is this the one that has the i know you can feel it the sweetness restored i'm not sure no i I think it's the (laughs) but no anyway yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so yeah it's sort of it's one of those things was like uh if it was when he talks about they're starting out like if it was just i'm tired and you're sort of young and you're getting out there it's like okay it's probably a romantic thing maybe a younger person he was attracted to or whatever but then if it's starting out like that exact phrasing is like yeah, maybe it was almost like a mentor person that he was trying to guide through as well, but maybe somebody wanted more or yeah, so, so Yeah, it could even there. be his son, I suppose. Like if his yeah. son is, you know, producing and kind of uh, taking over the throne of the musical empire that he's built and mm. he's teaching him because you know, what a rich learning experience producing and writing the music for the last Leonard Cohen Unique. album. Yeah, like it would who be. else is going to have that exposure? Yeah, and I've seen an interview with Leonard Cohen where he just basically like thanks his son and talks about what a privilege it's been to be able to work with someone of like his caliber in the industry, which I think is like so amazing. Like obviously, Leonard Cohen loves his son, but yeah. it, it, you know those sorts of things you don't really need to say. Like we all know that, um, mm-hmm. and I really like that he like went out of his way to make sure everyone knew that. It wasn't just because it yeah. was his son. Like this is that was the right person. Mm. Really made for a point the job. Yeah, yeah. So I'm presuming you've listened to all Leonard Cohen albums. No, I actually don't know if I'd say all. <laughs> that's <laughs> a, that's a, a big back yeah. 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 You know, If you're a fan, you're a fan. Yeah, <laughs> this is a flawless uh, album. And getting all. there. Getting yeah. there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, I find it a bit daunting when people have such a big discography yeah. as well. I'm like, how do I get into it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, one of the things I was reading about this album was like his work in like the eighties and nineties was quite electronic, and there were, that people thought that was a mistake. And this album was sort of more of a return to the things his that roots. people thought he was yeah. stronger yeah. at. So, yeah, if you wanted to go back and do fourteen albums, somewhere in the middle there, you're going to go through oh, like a sure. weaker electronic phase. Apparently, yeah. I went to uh, a Neil Young concert in Sydney. Oh, that's like a bit of fun. Five <laughs> years ago, yeah, and and Neil Young got into big shit with whatever the record company was because he didn't make like he had a this sensational album that sold heaps of records and then he like went AWOL and wrote this other album that was just you know different mm. and he had this rant he must have been blind on whatever alcohol and maybe drugs God, at the concert but he was just and he's old now and he was just going mad saying, yeah. the record company said this wasn't a Neil Young album I am Neil Young. This was my album. And I'm like, we're like, okay, but that was like 30 years ago and you haven't really moved past. But I like the rage. I like the passion. Yeah. Yeah. Like 
And I guess he's on to something. Yeah, great. <laughs> of course, he is. He is but, it is, but that's exactly what, like, what we were saying before as well about how like it is so crazy that Leonard Cohen has been able to consistently make music that people can relate to or people still feel like it's a Leonard yeah. Cohen album or mm. like... And it's not um, It's not in like if Neil Young released another album like that really good Neil Young one that's called something uh, that's... Doesn't matter. Something <laughs> really is a really seminal... Maybe someone will propose <laughs> a flawless Neil thing, Young but album. But it's definitely <laughs> whatever Neil Young's... Harvest Moon. Yes. Seminal. Yeah, seminal. Seminal. Like, but if he wrote another album that sounded like that, I feel like everyone would be like... Okay, well, we've heard it mm. before. Like, it is really special that Leonard Cohen's been able to mm. maintain that, I think. And I'm sure the 80s was really tough for a lot of the folky yeah. songwriters. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, totally. my God. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a really good point. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> like, that's, that's like Madonna so, and her crime so and Jacko and his pig yeah, yeah, yeah. and all Depeche Mode. And Devo and A. Yeah, yeah. it's all yeah. synths. If you're not carrying a synth. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah you're like a groundbreaking yeah. artist playing like the Isle of Wight Festival. Yeah, the next I thing mean, you know, it's like, oh my God. I know, he it's gave it a red hot. Go. Yeah. Yeah. So the back half of the album, they start getting a little bit more playful, I guess, with the instrumentation as well. So Travelling Light, where he sort of talks about letting go of material possessions and letting go of a lot of stuff. There's like a really cool flamenco guitar all the way through that and some nifty little like little piano lines and stuff which I really liked. I'm traveling late. It's au revoir. My once so bright, my fallen star. I'm running late, they'll close the bar. I used to play one mean guitar, I guess I'm just. And then on Steer Your Way, so right towards the end there, there's like a lot of violins, so there's like multiple violin pieces going at the same time, and one of them is almost bluegrassy, sort of country bluegrass, but then like not attached to his vocals or anything like that at all like it's just sort of i'm gonna like there's the violin player went i'm gonna do the thing because this it's all too slow and i'm gonna have a bit of fun yeah, for a yeah, second yeah. Mm. and they just end up using it so sort of yeah just a little bit more instrumentation variety towards the back half of it yeah, yeah. it kind of crescendos right into yeah. the and then when the um and then it gets stripped back in. again mm. yeah yeah love it cool flawless Great observations flawless. yeah flawless. <laughs> uh, so we forgot to mention this at the start, but hopefully you remember from when we talked about it. Did you have like a final pitch on yes. why you wanted to talk about this album and why you think it's flawless? Well, I believe it is flawless because it is a modern album mm -hmm. that you still want to listen to start to finish every single time. It is a farewell, farewell album of one of the greats. And it was produced in his living room by his son. Yeah. And it's very powerful, in my opinion. And I love it so much. Cool. That's a great... I back you 100%. Pitch. <laughs> yeah. Great pitch. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. That's one of the better ones I've heard. Ruby, do you have anything you wanted to add on top of that? I think I just... Yeah, exactly what Izzy said. It's just a, such a special album. I mean, I think that anyone that could listen to it and not think that it was like moving... 
Mm. It's like obviously not got a heart. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, not got a heart. Like, or like any wow. friends. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's a bit cool, yeah. but sure, okay. That's it. That's what I think. So cool. Awesome. <laughs> Grant, we're going to have to skip you because you haven't listened to yeah. it. I'm desperately <laughs> sad that I haven't heard it. I feel like you're in for a treat. The, the songs of love and hate, I could have uh, said. No. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've got lyrics well, I, mean, I think we can all agree hate. that. Um, that, was, that was flawless. I would have given that one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, unfortunately, I think I'm excluded. Well, I am excluded. I feel excluded. a lot of pressure all of a sudden. No, well, it's, it's up to you. Um, I... But but songs of love and hate, which was initially pitched for the read for the listeners, forgive me, not the readers, for the listeners, songs of love and hate was initially pitched by um, Izzy and Ruby, and unfortunately, I didn't read the full uh, messenger. We changed our minds. <laughs> cha- as people are minds. want to do, yeah. they changed their minds, and I didn't read all of it, so I enthusiastically listened to the wrong album. <laughs> I loved it; it was when, great. When did you realize you listened to the wrong album? Now, right? I was wondering oh. that. right now. That right. Liter- so, so literally, funny. when yeah. Izzy said the name of the album, yes, is. I, I, right. my my heart sank. Scratching my bald head, I was like, really. So then I frantically looked yeah, on my messages. I did see you pick your phone and up, actually. I got sad in my heart. Oh. People laughed at my daughter's picture. I love There's my opportunity. You didn't want to sort of jump in and go, no, you guys all listened to the wrong one. I know it was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm so sorry. Great, you all made a huge mistake. Great clangor. Thank you. <laughs> that one. But I did listen to her Linda Cohen album and it yeah. was great. So thank you for that. And now I can listen to this one. Hopefully I'll come to the same result. However, that... Leads me to yourself. No pressure, Lee. No, I'm feeling a lot the of The only man <laughs> who listened to the album out of the two of us or yeah. the three of us, was it or was it not flawless in your books? Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say no, not quite flawless. <gasps> oh, so, wow. my God. I really it's not unusual, guys. Yeah. Not unusual. I really uh, loved it. And I, like, I'm much very happy that I listened to it. And it's a, okay. an amazing Interesting. album. Interesting. Um, <laughs> The string reprise didn't work for me. Oh, brutal! Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm a string player, or yeah. I was in my youth, so I, I probably that would have got me across the line. Probably. Yeah. No. I, I. Yeah. It felt out of place, and I would have liked like another song or just to end on "Steer Your Way." Um, my other thing is, this is my first Leonard Cohen album. Mm. I don't think this should be anyone's first Leonard Cohen album. It's like you can feel that he's building on. 50 years of music creation he's taking all his ideas and all the things like this is my one big thing and like I don't have any of that knowledge or any of that experience at all so I sort of and yeah it's intriguing that Izzy loved it for the first one that you'd heard well I had yes but I had listened to like a lot of his songs Mm. like I hadn't really in love themselves yeah okay but this yeah. is my first like proper start to finish album that I yeah. really got into. So I think for me, if I'd maybe even heard some of his earlier ones beforehand, I might have been able to sort of come around on this one. But as as the first one, it didn't. Yeah, it just didn't quite nail that flawless, flawlessness for me. And just that last song, also the instrumentation Hard at market. the start is a little bit too samey for the first sort of three or four songs. Like it is very sort of muted and background stuff. And it, like I said, the back half they start doing a little bit more stuff with it which I really liked, but the first half, it sort of, yeah, it felt a, a bit samey. But I still love listening to it. Good. Yeah, I'm getting okay, some cool. looks now. <laughs> no, no, no. So I'm, I'm comfortable with it, and I suppose the context is for, for the other listeners and for you guys is there's been two flawless albums, unanimous amongst the three of us for 20 odd, 25 yeah. odd episodes. Mm. So to get across the line it's um, pretty rare. is, well, very rare, and, and neither of us have had a flawless album in pitching that. 
Um, so it's not that's not unusual. Yeah. Okay. If you'd pitched songs love and hate, you'd have got me across the line. I'm done. Yeah. I, I was cool <laughs> with that one. Well, and I think that we're going to say three out of four for this one. And so yeah, yeah and that's fine. Seventy five percent is cool yeah, too. Yeah, safe to assume with your background <laughs> knowledge sure. now. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. <gasps> cool. Well, thank you very much for joining us and for thank bringing you. your album. That was fantastic. You're yes. welcome. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we have a Facebook, a Twitter, and an Instagram, and we're Flawless A&P on all of those. So you can help join the conversation, share or like our posts, and give us a rating. Every little bit helps us to find more music lovers just like you. And as mentioned, we also now have a Patreon. So that's patreon.com slash Flawless A&P. If you'd like to back us, please check that out. Uh, thank you again for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. It was a treaty we could sign. It's over now, the water and the wine. We were broken then, but now we're borderline. And I wish there was a treaty. I wish there was a treaty between your love and mine.